In this episode of the Cube Command Podcast, I'm joined by Tia, Nathan, Nick, and Alex to talk about the Nintendo Direct Mini that aired on March 26, 2020. And we're going to be going over these specific announcements that personally we're excited for. Enjoy the show! Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya, and with me I am joined by Tia, Nathan, Nick, and Alex to talk about the mini Nintendo Direct from March 26, 2020. How so, are y'all doing? Doing well. Um, um, uh, <laughs> good. As you can see, we have a very riveting crowd tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we are very riveted. Uh, three weeks of quarantine will do that to you, you know. Yeah. For almost a month, as everyone probably knows, the world is in shambles right now, and uh, yeah, exactly. And so, what better way to spend it than doing a uh, big, big party episodes again? Yeah, we know so, you guys are at home right now. You're not going anywhere, so you might as well listen. It's true. You have no choice but to subscribe. <laughs> every, every, every single one of us. Um... Every single one of us in this chat right now um, has been playing Animal Crossing. Nonstop. Okay. Once yeah. that counter on my Switch hits 10 days and it tells me how many hours, I'm mentally prepared to know how much time I've sunk into it. 30 hours. That's it? Uh, this dude's definitely at probably like at least 100 or something. Uh, I think <laughs> I've had, hit at least 140. I, mine is going to be a lot because even when I'm not actually playing the game, like I'll just like leave it on and just have like my character just stand there, like stare at something while I go off and do something else. <laughs> so, okay, this is a lot of going to be a lot of excess time on your, uh, your account. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, Animal Crossing has been taking over our lives. We didn't want to review it this episode because, I mean,. It takes a couple weeks to get the game started. It starts slow. So, probably by like week three. Your we'll have... one sentence review. <laughs> one sentence review. It is good. All right. So, now that's out of the way. Uh, we can go over to the, uh, the big meat of this podcast, which is the direct. All right. So, after, uh, what is it, like six months, seven months of absolutely nothing and no announcements regarding six like months. about six months uh no announcements regarding any big games coming in 2020 nintendo shadow dropped uh, this end. direct uh well other than animal crossing but oh besides yeah well i mean that was out that's for the a given while, one yeah uh they, they they dropped this direct three days ago and uh it's quite a quite a bit of stuff I and mean, we got some release dates we got some uh demos we got some free trials um we're just gonna focus on the stuff that we uh, are specifically interested in because there's a lot of stuff that like each one of us likes and some stuff that like the other person doesn't like. So I'm going to try and uh, keep it limited to the, the stuff we can all kind of talk about. All right. So first, first one, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. This game, we've known it's coming for a while, but uh, we had no idea when, but now we know. Which is uh, May 29th, right? Yep, May 29th. And the special edition is also available for pre-order if you want to get that. This comes like an art book and uh, steelbook yeah. cover. 
Um, from what it looks like, only in the UK, and the UK is also getting what? a vinyl in that. <laughs> we only get the unique box, the art book, and a normal case, as far as we Nintendo don't... has alluded to currently. Yeah, why do like why do the pre-order bonuses have to be like different in every country? Why not? Because it does. Europe's <laughs> laws state that there has to be a vinyl, apparently. <laughs> banned in America. That, that's kind of messed up. We don't get a vinyl. Soundtrack's great. I mean, I would have like an audio selection CD like the Xenoblade 2 had, but you know. <laughs> oh, did it really? Xenoblade soundtrack is already up on the internet, so yeah. I assume they don't care. <laughs> I mean, the vinyl stuff, that's been like pre-order stuff for, for some other game. I know Sonic Mania had like a blue vinyl record. That uh, oh, yeah. they sold separately when the game released. It's kind of weird they wouldn't do it for Xenoblade. But yeah. uh, I mean, that's you're you're still getting a fantastic game out of it, because um, this game looks mm. phenomenal. Yeah, um, I've also been surfing around since the direct, and uh, a lot of the graphics have definitely improved a lot. While the faces and the character models were more realistic in the original port it's more similar to the xenoblade 2 art style now yeah but it shows way better in most of of the situations they've also changed some i feel other issues i had with the game because i only ever made it to the area where you meet riki and melia and never continued (laughs) yeah with uh with the with the style change um that alex mentioned um, I was gonna say, as um, someone who's like, you know, seen like a lot of opinions and just seeing like a lot of stuff compared to like realistic versus stylized. Realistic, yeah, that can be great, but like having it like stylized to like a certain style or something actually like increases like the game's lifespan in a sense in the long run. Yeah. So you guys get what I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it, it gives it its own identity. It doesn't look, yeah. you know, I want to say the original looked generic. I think, I personally think the models look butt ugly. Uh, <laughs> even if the gameplay is good. I will agree with you. Even things like sound presentation, they're going from MIDI files to what appears to be live instruments oh, and yeah. all that now, too. They just, at least the Japanese website, did uh, the new remaster for Engage the Enemy planes and one of the new epilogues songs that has yet to be known on which where it's being placed in the game and all sound amazing so the uh i'm guessing the epilogue is going to be like around the same length as torna because i haven't Um... even finished torna so (laughs) i don't know however at least thankfully for all those people who've already played the original story to completion, you can automatically start up uh, the epilogue as soon as you get the game. Oh, Doesn't wow. the epilogue take place on the shoulder? Yeah. Wait, is it like it is. on the Titan? <clears throat> yeah, on the Bionis, it takes place on its shoulder. shoulder which was originally Dang. a cut area. Oh, so oh. that's the one they were referring to in, um, yeah. in the original Direct. Okay, that's neat. Yeah. I th- kind of thought they were going to go like because Xenoblade 2 is already out, and which I presume is the reason they're remaking this game, I thought they were <laughs> going to go to the route of finally 
like officially connecting one and two based on like the the rumored stuff and the oh the lore. Tommy uh what? remember that picture I sent you yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's like uh, one they, change though well we don't know if any other story beats have changed but uh they show a scene of Alvis who is a major character in the game in the original one he has a necklace with a key on it around his chest in the new one it has definitely changed and refers more to Xenoblade 2 than <laughs> it once did. So there might be some new story beats at the end of the game that might connect the two games more. Yeah, because well because they're remaking it, they have a lot of time to or there are a lot of chances to retroactively connect them even if well, they didn't it, intend to in the first one. I mean, for the most part it is connected because of certain things Alvis does say at the end of the game specifically about a certain supercomputer but uh, now it's going to be a lot more visually there which is going to be weird also in retrospect well, you know, visually there you can you can say a lot of stuff about that for the remake because they reworked the graphics completely from the ground up using the Xenoblade 2 engine it looks incredible uh, and, and yeah. I think they said they reworked the interface. too. Okay, so the first Xenoblade I'm not really experienced with. Is the interface, like, totally different from the footage they showed? Um, for, let's just say that menu that they did show off is completely overhauled. Was it bad in the first one? It was okay. It Basically, when you pause the game, this menu that essentially was Arts Bar just pops up with all the things you can do. Now it's an actual pause screen. <laughs> okay, so hey, a lot of streamlining going on. That's that's good for uh, especially people who aren't familiar with how the because uh, they change the battle system every game. So I I well, kind of like that they're. I mean, Xenoblade X still technically had these first game's battle system. Oh, if that's with the case, few... <laughs> oh man, it, it has a few upgrades and maybe downgrades a little bit, especially in certain aspects, but comparing Xenoblade 1 and X to 2, yeah, it's completely different. Okay, because I, I like 2 the best, so I'm going to see how I like 1, because <laughs> X didn't really do it for me. Like, I felt it was way too unstructured. Like, there's too many ways you could exploit it or just, like, not understand it, because there's no tutorial. Uh, <laughs> they really expect oh, you to play the first one when you oh, played X. Yeah, and hopefully... Uh, if they do either try to remake it or make a sequel, they will try and fix that completely. Yeah, hopefully. Well, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what uh, exactly they did fix regarding like everything else about the game. Because it's a massive game. There's still a lot of stuff to see in it. Alright, so uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition for the Switch is coming out May 29th with a special edition. And it's also available for pre-purchase and pre-order, wherever you want to get it. All right, so uh, this one is one that none of us, I don't think, we're expecting to see on a Thursday morning. Uh, they announced the next Smash character. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they what didn't say character? which character, but they, they said it was like a character from ARMS. That's the question. Which one? Yeah, it's an ARMS oh. character in Smash. So <laughs> Never played it. Uh, it's an okay three-dimensional arena fighter. With long, stretchy arms. <laughs> <laughs> when you say okay, 
uh what does that mean is it was it functional was it just not did it's, not have long longevity uh it's roughly about equal on both of those regards it's more so like it's that like starting point of most franchises it's okay it's kind of boring it gets its point across what's its I mean, point so like splatoon one it's you're a kid veterans into a squid and can shoot ink out of a gun that's essentially what splatoon one was that's essentially what arms is you're you can play have fighters arms. that have long stretchy arms that enter tournaments like street fighter i mean given it's a fighting game i, I guess it could be any character that comes <laughs> to the roster Springman's an assist and, trophy, so it might kind of eliminate him. Well, or does uh, it? I don't what if they been, replace him? There is a sub-character in ARMS called Springbot, which is a robot variation of Springman that they could technically recolor the Springman assist trophy to and then force Springman there. But there's also been rumors that uh, ARMS itself had a small tourney on who's the most popular character and. Number one was Min Min, which was one of the uh, first characters even shown in the game when it was first announced. And then Ninjara, which was another character. So it might so, be one of those two as well. Or Ribbon Girl. So, I mean, yeah. do, would they, do they all like like act the same or is all of them like vastly different? Yeah, other than like, some, like small special abilities, uh, a character's major abilities stem from what arm they're using to fight with for that fight. Other than that, uh, other than like, say, Springman had a uh, once you hit like a hundred your damage got buff. That sounds cool. Cause I was so... thinking more like um, it was probably going to be like how Animal Crossing is between the characters. They're just going to have all the skins, but they're all going to play the exact same. See, yeah. people I was saying that just about... because yeah. Just because, um, like, from looking at the arms trailer, it looked like you can customize your arms. So the yeah. combat system would be the same, just special abilities would be different, like you were saying. So I think they're just all going to be the same. People have talked about that, but, like, some characters have their arms in different positions relative to their body. Like, I know yeah. there's that one girl that's really popular who has them on her head. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you can't really have them act like a Bowser Jr. or Villager. True. Yeah. That's Unless you want to remodel. Yeah. Yeah, because thinking from Sakurai's point of view, he wants to represent the franchise as uh, accurately and as surface level as possible. Like with, uh, like with Ness. Because uh, is it <laughs> apparently Ness like he doesn't have all those abilities in his game, right? Yeah, he, just... he was a support character. Okay, so and that's why Sakurai gave him like most of those abilities was to like represent it more, give him stuff to do. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah unless you just want like more damage, more <laughs> defense, PSI magnet. <laughs> that, that'd be kind of neat, like a support that's character all he could in do. Smash. And then his recovery would have to be the yo-yo. Jeez, <laughs> see, I wouldn't intend to be in the game because of that. He could never use fire or thunder. Yeah, Same that's with Lucas. Fair. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sure it's okay for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no more PK fire. 
Well, I mean, he didn't do that for Ness, though. He wanted to represent him. Because at that time, Ness was the only Earthbound representative. And oh, presumably yeah. at this time, this is going to be the only ARMS character we get. Uh, and uh, what was the other DLC character? Oh, Hero. He um, he just gave, like, Hero palette swaps. Yeah, but then again, you run into the problem where Nathan just said, where it's like, not every character is Springman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's going to have to be, like, one character, I'm guessing. I mean, depending on it, you could theoretically have, like, same body style with similar body parts, but you won't be able to represent every character. Like, Hero doesn't represent every single variation of right. the hero. I'm what guessing... do you think their play style would be? I kind of think it would be similar to, I want to say, kind of like Little Max Speed. Gosh. A mix between uh, oh, no. the Belmont and... Little Mac. Yeah. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he's, he's going to have range. I'm pretty sure we know that, but he might lose speed. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I was going to say, like, what if every special is a long range grab? <laughs> you definitely... don't actually talk about the actual, like, competitive SEMA at the moment for arms. It is nothing but grabs. Yikes. Uh, Everyone's a grab left and right. Uh, oh, it's man. mostly because, unfortunately, grabbing is kind of a little OP. <laughs> it's All more right. so bad. Grabbing is kind of hard to avoid and knock out away from right. you. So I guess that cements it. Every special is going to be a long-range grab of some kind. <laughs> I was at least going to say all the specials would have been a switching a, a different arm type similar to how uh, Byleth works. Can you change arms? At the beginning of the round, you can change which arms you're using. Well, what does it do? Uh, say one arms, they, clearly. <laughs> one of the arms is, say, a boomerang and has more like boomerang-like functions, while Say Min Min's like unique one, which is a dragon, actually can fire lasers straight out of its mouth. You're joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh no. <laughs> Your side B is gonna be tiki or something. That's oh no. <laughs> Another thing people have been pointing out is uh Springman, Ribbon Girl, Min Min, and somebody else already have spirits in the game. Oh, that is that is also a fair point. Uh, Twintail so, has a spirit in game, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I could see Ninjara. <laughs> yeah, does that really deconfirm any of them? No. Does anything... Not really, no. Well, I don't know Springman being a uh, actual assist <laughs> I mean, trophy, because he said no assist trophies are game. Did he, say, did he really say that? I think it's just been an unspoken rule at this point, because okay. Smash 4 had none of the uh, assist trophies for game buff. But say well, if it's Ribbon Girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ribbon Girl. Because there's not a lot of yeah. like girls in the fighter pass. It's like half a character. Yeah, thing is, though, if, if, if Springman does end up like being the play, playable character, then he would have to, like, for, for Sakurai to still go on his word, he would have to remove the Springman assist trophy. And then if he does that, then that could also open up, like, the opportunity that like oh hey it could be possible for um for, Isaac. say this character that's in a sister <laughs> to actually become playable well yeah here's the thing like that's entirely possible because he never said like he never he never said anything like that for some I reason mean, the smash community makes sure, up like these unspoken rules yeah. that don't happen 
But the thing is, like, any spirit could be a character, any... Even an assist trophy, probably. The only rule is if you're not, like, Spongebob or Goku or Shrek or something, you're not getting in. That's really the only thing he's ever said. Like, if it was Ribbon Girl, she already has a spirit. If she were to be thrown into the game, would that just upgrade to a fighter spirit? Or would it be its, still its own standalone spirit with traits and everything? I think it would... I think maybe she get a new one, like, for fighter spirit. Yeah, there might there might be like there might there might end up being like two versions or something. Yeah. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Smash Four, uh, Mewtwo and Lucas had trophies, and then when they became DLC fighters, they got different trophies. I think yeah. with their updated models, because the old trophies use their old models from Brawl and uh, whichever I don't know Melee maybe from Mewtwo's, but. As far as I can remember, when they got put in as DLC, they got new trophies, and since Spirits are the new trophies, maybe that rule carries over, applies to yeah, this? It's just, it's just that they use their original models, and it would share the same thing as... Like, oh. ARMS is so new that they're already using the existing models and not upgrading them at all. So yeah. it would just look the exact same and probably be a little confusing if you were to see her on the spirit board or whatever oh true it's kind of tricky territory because it's like arms arms's main like uh poster board character got in as assist trophy and then suddenly the series is announced to be getting a representative which would normally be the poster board character uh, since we're if we're looking at stuff like fatal fury and fire emblem and uh even dragon quest so, like, this throws a whole... Like, every new DLC character has kind of thrown a wrench in every single imaginary rule that's been thought up. So, <laughs> I'm kind of scared to see what the second one is going to be. It's probably going to be, like, Goku or something. Um... It's going to be Waluigi <laughs> and Gino at the same time. Gosh. Tag team? Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> Freaking um, we'll six-foot-tall Waluigi. I think... We'll yeah. Knuckles and Smash. I think Jeez. part of that unspoken rule of assist trophies comes with this... Thing that Sakurai said in G at, at GDC in 2008, a character must not inf interfere with game balance. Meaning oh. the characters in assist trophies are already part of the game balance. But we got hero though. <laughs> yeah, we literally yeah, have hit. someone who can one shot. <laughs> well, that Nick character also came in from a different point in time, so that might things are might not be changing. But things could also change, so who knows? Yeah, I mean that Smash, like even every Smash has kind of like changed the rules a little bit. But this is the first Smash Brothers where every single tradition is being broken in one game. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the cards on the table for anything. I've I yeah. I have no idea who the next character is going to be. I'm just saying, don't. Also, don't keep your hopes up <laughs> no, for, but... say, an assist trophy getting bumped. No, but uh, you got to keep in mind that it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. Just don't don't bank on it with everything. So yeah. please don't harass him for Waluigi. I thought nope. that, did yeah. that die or is that still going? No, it's not. It's. I think it is still going, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> A lot less than it was, but... Especially People since... Like, I thought it... 
I thought it made for funny memes, but people are like, like, are people actually like harassing? No, that was like real harassment. Man. Yeah, it's probably why we'll never see Waluigi in Smash. Good job. <laughs> I mean, especially well, it's 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 uh, gotten worse now because of the whole uh, virus thing. What what is it? He yeah. he said he he put on an update on Twitter, right? Where he was like, "Oh the, yeah, it's the characters be, aren't uh, um, no. the characters are being delayed a little bit. The pass is being delayed yeah. a little bit because especially it's taken a while say, to work uh, on, especially the arms character because they're going to be so technical due to yeah. the their uniqueness. Yeah, but they're so, coming out in June. <laughs> oh yeah, well June, within three months. So is it yeah. really surprising though? Because Joker came. Joker was announced like five months before he came out. There's also some rumors due to the fact that uh, an arms character is coming into Smash because there, one part of the reason arms could be coming into Smash is the fact that Japan also just got a manga. It has a manga coming around out or sometime soon for for arms. Huh? But there's also a rumor that there is going to be a sequel to Arms. At yeah, some that point. makes sense. Actually, yeah, it's just it got does. a bunch of love out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, all 12 of its fans would be so happy. <laughs> uh, all 12 fans. <laughs> I think that it at least sold 500,000 copies at least. Yeah, but how many still play? Alex, Man. Alex, when's the last time you popped in arms? Be honest. Uh, I can't say I popped it in when I downloaded it off the eShop. So okay, it's technically always popped it. in. <laughs> hey, hey, Tommy, it sounded like you were asking him, what's the last time you popped an arm? <laughs> Alex, when's the last time you broke your arm? I need to know the details. <laughs> Never. I have actually, for the most part, haven't even broken a bone in my body. Nice. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> <It> claps. <laughs> Knock on wood. It will never happen then. Rough <laughs> breaks through your door. <laughs> going to change today. Like his arm just snaps in half instantly. Yo. <laughs> the powers that be say nah, Alex. Well, I was just going by the ratio of who here has played arms. Because <laughs> obviously enough. it's like 1-5. So, I mean, I'm sure there's people who wanted arms characters. Because like I occasionally, I like scroll down a couple like 50 replies to every yeah. soccer I tweet. And I'll see like one person say Springman. So... I'm guessing there are people that like <laughs> want arms characters, so yeah. I, I guess and, congratulations. Uh, if you're at least at the time of doing this, uh, they also, in case you wanted to see what arms is about, they had another open beta for a week. Yes, they. Well, uh, you got to remember, retro. people were expecting Springman in the base roster. Oh yeah, that that was true. People were expecting people were Springman for. Oh, it's just a given. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't happen. He got the most. <laughs> it's like you will kid in the game assist trophy. Well, yeah, the <laughs> arms. I I don't know if because I don't know if they wanted to like bank on it heavy. Smash was still in development when Arms was being was released. Yeah. So, I don't think they wanted to like say this is going to be our next big franchise, like the way they marketed <laughs> it. I don't know if they had that same faith like behind closed doors. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I can kind of understand why um, he wasn't in the base roster. But, yeah, it was a weird omission. Um, it is interesting how they still put up his image on the little teaser of who will it be. 
Well, because for the most part, most of the because they could just go ahead and narrow it down between a few already. If you exclude the uh, spirits and Springman, most of the characters actually do still fit his silhouette without the extra, unless it's like one of the actual bulky characters. <laughs> actually, I think Sac. Well, Sakurai does proportioning, so like that's why like freaking Pichu is like half the height of Ryu or something. Olimar's supposed to be the size of a penny. Let's be honest. <laughs> Olimar should be a penny. <laughs> and, and Kirby should be like a few inches tall. It's kind of weird to think about. Is he? Re- he's not really that small, right? That means Dedede's like, like a foot tall. It's like, I remember it's like canonically stated somewhere that Kirby's like just like a few inches tall. Well, I mean, he does uh... live in a land of birds and mice. Yeah, and DDD is a penguin, so I assume DDD would actually be average penguin height. So he he's not like like a monster, he's just like a fat penguin? Just like a regular well, height compared, fat penguin? I mean, let's be honest. Compared to Kirby, he's bigger. That's so weird to think about. Yeah, Meta Knight's even smaller than we thought with his little, <laughs> with his little sword. <laughs> Yo, he's that can make robot two- armor. God, he's a menace. <laughs> What were we talking about? Oh, ARMS, yeah, okay, so, uh, yeah, ARMS character's coming, like, what, what'd they say, June? June, Is that what yeah. they said? Okay, June. Late June. Alright, so, yeah, if you're looking up for, for footage, you're not gonna find any, because Sakurai <laughs> said he's coming. Well, we do have, uh, a better idea of what's coming for another franchise's DLC, and that is, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Which you're getting the uh, Isle of Armor one first in June. They detailed what that was. Yeah. Um, you guys, I'll let you guys take the reins on this one because I haven't played Sword and Shield at all. Neither have I. I'm honestly gonna say it's just gonna be better post game than what uh, catching zombie and Zashian and Zamazenta was. Honestly, whatever they put is gonna be better than the post game of Sword and Shield. <laughs> was they can literally just the the post game for Sword and Shield was just running around the region. Defeating a few Dynamax Pokemon and then catching your box legendary. And uh, Battle Tower and refighting. <laughs> refighting the League and doing max raid battles and catching Pokemon at level 60 in the wild. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> That's literally it. Dang. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure X and Y had a better post game than Sword and you Shield. Th- <laughs> you say that and I'm like, no. Yeah. The Battle Vista and Zygarde are still kind of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but honestly, it's still better than Sword and Shield. Honestly, X and Y's post game was like pretty lackluster. So if you're saying that X and Y's post game is better than Sword and Shield, oh, oh, uh, yeah, it was a low bar. It was really bad. But it's not like the base game was good anyway. I mean, actually, so I don't have. <laughs> I feel like the. Post game still did at least a decent job actually giving character to some of the characters, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> well, actually, I still uh, didn't do anything for that. <laughs> the only character that got development was Pierce, and, then and Hop develop. for the most part for Hop what he's doing afterward. Oh, Hop um, better in what about those game. characters? Um, sword, Swordward, and Shieldbert. Oh, you mean Don't the get us started on that? But uh, how about you two <laughs> give hair. your uh, your thoughts? Because we haven't we haven't actually ever talked about this game in depth in the podcast. So I think this is a good opportunity to kind of uh, hear your thoughts on it, just on the base oh, game thought, in general. 
just pure thought, yeah. I think it's the worst Pokemon game, period. Oh, I, day. I would say it's better than, in my opinion, better than X and Y and better than the original Gen 1. I would still play the original Gen 1 because I could have fun with all the bugginess. And wow. I'm too worried about the bugs breaking my game entirely. So is it like just not fun or is it like actually like it's, not it's functional? It's fun. It's functional, it's fun, it at least it feels bare. That oh. would probably be the best thing. It's it almost feels like a Sonic Heroes in my eyes. It's it's good, but it's not like you're gonna play it often. Like there are zero side areas in the entire game. Every single area you visit is required for the story. There's no little offshoots for you to explore. It I is, mean, is it there is any certain areas in the wild area? area but Not um, really. Like, you can see them, like, five feet away. Yeah. <laughs> That's so linear. It there, is very other than, linear. Like, other than, like, certain areas in the wild area, it's very linear. Yeah, isn't that why they put the wild area? Was so you can have a sense of freedom and exploration? Yeah, except... If you don't go there after, if you go to the back area of the wild area before you're supposed to, you can't do anything there anyway. Yeah, because uh, badges lock you from catching po- certain oh, level yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, but for the actual DLC, you're pretty much just going to a tropical island, and you're going to get yeah. one of the mythical Pokemon. You're going to spend your time with it. You're going to get trained by some dude named Mustard. It's not like trained by yeah. this, I, it sounds like he doesn't shower. Why is he mustard? Is he like uh, yellow? Like, 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 no. why, why, why is he mustard? He, he's just an old guy. All, all we know about him is that he trained Leon. So is it, is it the mythical? That's a legend, right? Is it yeah. Yeah. separate? Okay. Well, mythical is like a little different from legendary. So like legendaries are like the ones that are like the main ones that are usually sent. They, they're normally they're central true. to plot. They're not always. But mythicals are usually like like the smaller ones. And like, like, the, like It's like comparing you. a myth and a legend. Yeah, like a legend is like, you know, like a story that like more more perceived to be true, and the mythicals are the ones that are supposed to be more of mysteries. So it's bootleg. Yeah. Hmm? What? <laughs> Everything bootleg to you. <laughs> bootleg legends. Continue. I would say mythical myths are more so like the real legends, while legends are more so you know kind of what you're getting into. Because RPG logic states legend will happen again. So is it? I I was watching the direct. They said you're stuck with this Pokemon to go through the battle tower, or whatever it's called. Yeah, the mustard uh, tower. Es- essentially, I uh, thought you could use your. Team. I think you can still use but your. You still have team. to use it. You still have to have it in your party. Oh, okay. So I can just sweep it with my level hundred stuff. Hopefully it's scaled. Do you guys think it's gonna gonna be challenging or like? No. How long do you think the runtime's no. gonna be? Thirty story, minutes at best. Story wise, <laughs> I'm gonna give it two hours. An As hour. a generous thing. <laughs> an hour. Don't even an hour. <laughs> How much does this cost again? Twenty bucks. Thirty. Thirty. Thirty for both of them, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Not not thirty apiece. No, I'd be thirty a piece for both versions of the game. If you have two cop, I'm sorry, I can't be doing these transactions with Pokemon like this. <laughs> I'm not paying thirty bucks. Yeah, because the game itself is sixty. 
Yeah. yeah. So which it should already be forty. Honestly. If that's the case, yeah, you're making me pay for something at forty. Been a triple A game that and Battle Revolution had less content technically and was still a full 50 on the Wii like Smash was. Okay, so it's a ripoff. <laughs> so wait, so they're they're also releasing update, right? You don't pay for the extra Pokemon. That that's just like oh, no. free, right? Okay. They, they just patch it in. Oh, but okay. you can't catch them. You got to trade it. Or those are tease. Yeah, but th- that's the whole thing is catching Pokemon. You got to pay to catch the other Pokemon. You couldn't I don't know. Tra- trading is well, fine and all, but like catching it is like the whole point of I Pokemon, mean, right? I mean, let's be honest. Uh that's how you had to do it in every other gen since gen 4 you had to transfer all your pokemon up and especially gen 6 onwards you didn't catch them you just transferred them into a box i guess that's true well that made sense but it was more like an update rather than it just you know doing that because we transfer over to a new console that's understandable but they kind of mess up the pokemon home idea because with that you're supposed to transfer pokemon to begin with anyways the whole update just kind of sounds pointless now well, that's because the update is letting you finally move those Pokemon you transferred up into the game. <laughs> well, because they're doing the DLC now, the we're not per- going to get a third version with the with yeah, all the stuff that should have been. You know, because let's just be honest, adding it. if there was a third version, you'd be paying sixty dollars more. Oh, At least yeah. now you just pay thirty bucks and not care. Yeah, but then you also would have had the choice of skipping Sword and Shield, like me and Tia and Nick did. And just getting the third version. That's fair. If you wanna if you wanna get all like the extra stuff, you're gonna have to pay, was it ninety dollars? If you mm-hmm. only got one version. Which is a actual bundle that they do on the eShop is now is you can buy both at the same time. That's too bad for them. I'm not buying it. <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> Tommy said not today. <laughs> no. Not today. Uh, I, I was interested in the Mystery Dungeon. That's something I'm going to probably get during the summer. It is yeah, really I got fun. Mystery Dungeon. I've been um, I've been enjoying that. Um, the, st- the story, or well, the main story, there's like, I think there's more post-game, because I haven't finished it yet, but the main, the main story is actually like a little bit short compared to the other Mystery Dungeon games, because it's based on the original game, which had a shorter story. Oh. But mm. right now, I'm just kind of stuck at like the, the, um, like the final dungeon part, because, um, I hated. I I got game. through the story fast. I didn't expect to go through the story so fast, and so player yeah. partner under leveled right now, and I just have to do a lot of grinding before I can finish it. Yeah, I just <laughs> missed my basic attack. I what? just want that back. What happened to the basic? Oh, they they don't have it. They, they don't have really, basic but... attacks. Oh, that's what, that's what was missing from the demo. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I run out well, of PP actually, no, so fast. If, if you want to use your basic attack, but you're able, like if you're, but you're able to hit an enemy with one of your moves, it'll automatically choose like the most advantageous move for you to use. No, they but, should remove the basic I don't like, attack. I kind of yeah, don't but, like. But um, I thought it was just now tackle or quick attack to pay on what it was your mm-hmm. aim move. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was gonna say, but um, if you have no enemies nearby and you just want to sit there and wait a turn. You can press A and you will use like a like a, a fiend sort of attack. Not fiend attack like the move, but you know, like a fiend yeah. attack. Yeah, a a mock attack, essentially. 
Like, I did try deselecting all my moves just to see if I could have it back when I first played it. It just makes yeah. you struggle. So you oh. get all the recoil damage. Oh. So I guess that's what the basic attack was without the recoil. Is Wait, struggle. but this is supposed to be a remake. How come they didn't add something that is in... Because they added, like, mega evolutions uh, and whatever. This is supposed to be, like... Making the old one Unless better, right? I don't remember Rescue Team well enough to remember if it even had the basic attack or not. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they didn't have Mega Evolutions back then either. Yeah, no. It, so, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there was a basic attack, though. And uh, I guess normally Pokemon don't have that sort of attack. So, But they also did make items that restore move attacks a little easier to find, though. So think they balanced it a little yeah but don't like it filling up my inventory <laughs> I don't, that's a fair what point. good is an inventory if it's full of max evs yeah that's fair <laughs> i need healing calm down i need i need orange berries and apples not max evs well pokemon sword and shield dlc yeah. is releasing uh <laughs> late oh is it late june June the and yep. then uh, the other ones releasing Crown in November. Tundra. Yeah. Okay. That so... one at least looks way more interesting than <laughs> whatever Isle of Armor is, though. Hey, well, but Galarian Slowpoke. Galarian Slowpoke. You'd eat its tail in another region. He got mustard on his head. Talk <laughs> about <laughs> so, he's got an old man on his head. Like, no. I just, I just imagined, um, like the default like trainer character, just grabbing this old man like entirely in like one hand and turning him upside down to like have mustard <laughs> come out. Ew, that is what's yours. Why, why did you put that image in my head, Tia? <laughs> uh. Deal with it, Alex. Okay, so, <laughs> so anyway. uh, the DLC is releasing end of June. Um, yeah. probably going to get a direct focusing on that later, um, just like we did for uh, Animal Crossing. But um, so that that concludes the big announcement. That was Xenoblade Arms, or I mean Smash and Arms <laughs> and Pokemon. So okay, so they had a lot of little stuff uh, like yeah. dispersed in between these big announcements. A, a yep. decent amount of like third party support. Two K is bringing all their like normal games, so like. Borderlands, Bioshock, and XCOM 2 over to the Switch now. Yeah, uh, 2K and Atlas support, yeah. And uh, Atlas is bringing Catherine Full Body, which I think has only been out for a, a year on PS4 only. And Atlas, this might be a big thing because Atlas back in February had asked, I think it's Japanese based, what games they wanted to see on the Switch. And the list included the entirety of their library. So <laughs> it could be potentially be that we'd have Persona and any of their other games. Yeah, I was going to say Persona is going to be on the top yeah. of that list. I don't have to I, like borrow the PS4 to uh, try out the Persona games then, if that's going to be the case. <laughs> like, I already have Persona 5, but it'd be nice to see it on the Switch. <laughs> it, Motion controls. It, it, it also included. Uh, <laughs> Persona 3, Persona 4, Persona 1 and 2, which some fans of the series also want remakes of anyway, so that might actually be a good thing. We got Persona 5 Scramble, though. <laughs> Only in Japan. 
Wait, not in the U.S.? It's not in the U.S. unless you import it. Huh. I didn't know that. I thought it was a worldwide release. That's nope. Weird. A lot of games don't. I mean, P5R has been out in Japan since October, and we just got, we're getting it uh, Tuesday. Yeah, speaking oh. of um, of uh, games that haven't had, like, worldwide releases and stuff, I'm going to forever be salty that Ace Attorney Investigations 2 is, like, never, ever going to be getting a worldwide release. Uh... <laughs> Why not? Capcom. <laughs> so they've released, like, all the Mega Man games, like, 50 times. They can't do that for Ace Attorney? Nope. Well, no, they do, they do that for Ace Attorney. Like, all of... All of the Ace Attorney games have had a worldwide release, except for this one, because and and I think part of it is because this this particular game is a spin-off and it's a sequel of a spin-off. Yeah, the original was was uh, like released like in English. I guess I'm guessing it probably how it went down was the original didn't sell that well, so they didn't think the sequel was going to do much better, so it wasn't worth the resources. Probably. probably. Um, oh, for all the 2K games, is it going to be? the entire series uh it looked like it was all collections so it was a bioshock collection a borderlands collection and a xcom 2 with all its dlc (laughs) but for like borderlands are we getting one two pre-sequel and three or is it one two and and pre-sequel pre-sequel is it is do you think that would be a good place to experience bioshock for the first time because i've never I've always been kind of curious because people say the story is really good, and I love single-player story games. But like, I have it on my PlayStations. Is it good? I mean, is it good on? Do you think it'll be good on the Switch? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too keen on shooters on the Switch. You know that. Technically, they're most of those games were PS3, right? Originally. Yeah, I have one, two, and pre-sequel in the PS3. Okay. I would assume they'd probably all run fine. It also depends on who's porting them. Yeah, the the, the porting team matters because it, it depends if you have a team that's experienced in porting things and optimizing them for the Switch specifically. Yeah, and it's not like the, the it's I don't think it's necessarily that difficult to port to the Switch because the dev kits have been yeah. out for like three years already, and we're seeing more ports by the day. So yeah, you know, I I think it'll probably be functional. I don't think it'll be like the optimal way to play. Obviously. It'll, be better on like PlayStation or Xbox or PC, <laughs> like any that goes for like almost any port. But uh, I'm sure it'll be functional as far as like portability goes. Yeah. So are there any 2K Atlas games you still want to talk about, or do you want to move on? I would just say third party support in general is starting to ramp up a lot more because I noticed a lot of more EA and uh, NIS games are also in. We're in the uh, small like demo reel at the end of the game thing yeah well. they they had a lot of uh yeah they, they're also supporting a lot of like older games like uh one i had on the list Burnout. here was uh star wars jedi academy after oh, they yeah. already ported well, out uh, jedi outcast yeah that one and uh n64 is pod racing uh, yeah <laughs> that's true uh, it's episode one racer i think it's called yeah i think that's what it is. no they said they're remaking that one completely they said a remake yeah. not a port yeah well so that's kind of that's cool. gonna be fun to see. I was I was actually excited to see Jedi Academy until I saw it was like twenty dollars. Because Jedi Knight Two was ten dollars. So I'm gonna have to wait till it's on sale, or I could just wait for Battlefront Two because I kind of want Battlefront Two on Switch. 
<laughs> that would be fun. Is it the original Battlefront 2? No, oh, no, it's not coming. Yeah, I, I'm talking about the original, but it's not coming. But I would uh, like for yeah. them to announce it after Racer. That would be cool. Honestly, if those games do well, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah, I I think Outcast Jedi Outcast sold okay, as far as I can recall. Like it was on like the, the it was top in the Switch charts, like number like yeah, five it, or so for it like sold months. Pretty well for the most part. And I think it still sells at least well enough. Yeah, they're functional. I I'll take it over the EA Star Wars games. Although I've heard Fallen <laughs> Order is pretty good. Fallen Order, I mean, is great. I you pretty much like I pretty much take like anything over an EA well, game if given the chance most of the time. Also, you well, I, mean, count, I would count Respawn by itself over uh, <laughs> EA it's, as anything anymore. Also, yeah, I mean, despite... Sims 4 is fun and I still play Spore and stuff, but like, I'm talking about like EA making like new games and like their current games and stuff. Despite the Rocky Star Battle, the newer Battlefront 2 had, the game is solid. Like, the story's good, and the multiplayer's good. It's just had a rough start with microtransactions. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer, because when I first saw the footage they released for Battlefront, or the new Battlefront 2, I thought it looked pretty pretty cool. But then once they announced the whole microtransactions, it just got completely slammed, and everyone just, like... Anyone that was talking about it, it had to be negative. Like, you couldn't say a good thing about this game for, like, months. But it is a good game. I, I've I've heard so, and I'd I'd like to probably get it when it's on sale again or something. Because I played the first they, one, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's a lot better than the first. That's they, good to hear. They fixed the microtransaction issue too, because <laughs> of all the backlash. I mean, I, okay, at least we're getting Star Wars games. That's good, and at least they're getting yeah. like improved upon. Because yeah. like there was a whole window of time where we didn't get any Star Wars games. When did Jedi Academy launch? Was it day of? Uh, yeah, the they direct? said. They said uh, <clears throat> it's available after the direct, something like that. It, it's up wow. on the shop. That like that was the other thing this direct nailed was either demos or full out releases day of or the following day because <laughs> there was Saint Rose Four Jedi Academy. Uh, I noticed you had good job, which I've seen in action. <laughs> that looked awesome. Gratefully, uh, Default Two has a demo and. Uh, Speaking of NIS earlier, uh, Trails of Cold Steel Free also got its demo on the Switch day of, too. When uh, Panzer Dragoon also has release day of. They put Saints Row on the Switch? Yeah, Saints yeah. Row 3 and Saints 4, Row I 4. think, have been wow. on the Switch for a while. I don't know about the four first just, two. Uh, the 4 collection, unique collection, just launched uh, yeah. Friday. But 3's been on there for like a year or so. Does it run well? I have yet to look get anything because that could open the door for like gta on the switch <laughs> yeah, gta 3 probably they should start with or something yeah they could definitely put like um probably not five what? but it's the um... san andreas yeah my, san andreas my, my first... they could definitely put that one on there. i mean for the most part i heard witcher at least ran fine for the most part <laughs> yeah the witcher the witcher had like so much good press behind it like from from yeah. players and stuff so and ports are there Nintendo Switch has games. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and it's I mean, more than just first party. <laughs> more than what the Wii U had, but probably still less than whatever the Wii had because the Wii still had all its shovelware as actual discs. <laughs> yeah, so 
Uh, there was a lot of stuff in this direct. I know a lot of people are antsy because Nintendo doesn't have a very strong first party window for uh, 2020 in particular. Even after this mini direct, yeah. they didn't announce a lot. They confirmed a lot of well, release dates, but they didn't announce the stuff. I um, think things would have come out faster if the pandemic didn't happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it, it's good to keep in mind that this stuff, like not just like jobs are affected, like you know yeah. all this, all the media and, and stuff, and and. And yeah. games and stuff—they're definitely affected by it. You know, if yeah. movies movies are getting delayed for shooting, or games are definitely getting delayed for being released. Um, yeah, and you stuff like Nintendo Direct. So they probably have a full stock Nintendo, like full Nintendo Direct, ready, but they just haven't had the right time to release it. I, I'm sure we'll see one in June. We'll definitely yeah, we're just see not getting one. like uh, live demos or anything. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's all right. There's plenty of stuff on the Switch right now. We're not starved. It's not the first year of the Switch where all we had was Mario and Zelda. Uh, so there's plenty of stuff to tide us over. You mean um, Zelda and Mario Kart <laughs> until, like, June. No, I was, <laughs> I was thinking, obviously, but, yeah, you're right. But, um, yeah, this was a mini direct, so there's still more stuff on the way. I'm sure Nintendo will have a pretty solid 2020. First half, not so much, but I'm sure the second half is going to knock it out of the park. So, okay, so that was our discussion on the Nintendo Direct Mini for March 26, 2020. Uh, if you want to listen to more episodes of the podcast, I just did an episode of William Coldwell, the 21st Rewrite Podcast, where we talked about The Mandalorian and analyzed the entire first season. You can find that episode and other episodes on any podcast app or visit our website, www.keepcommand.com. You can also visit our Twitch channel, Keep Command, and watch a stream. Um, anything you guys want to plug? Plugs or now? Uh, I'll plug I, uh, something into the wall. That's <laughs> very uh, industrious of you, Nathan. Um, I am currently doing a Xenoblade X playthrough on my own personal YouTube channel. I am also doing a Subspace Emissary run through on my own personal channel. Smash Bros. being Tuesday, Thursday. Xenoblade being a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I also tend to stream most Tuesday, Thursdays at around 2.30 to 4.30 for, to play any fit games I've picked up for both actual consoles and then Thursday for PC. Fridays, I tend to do f- with fewer vo- follower days. And Saturdays at 8 to 10, I try to do a Animal Crossing New Horizons round to cap off the week since I did just start basically a week ago <laughs> okay yes go ahead and follow uh, kelly 60 on twitch well um i would uh plug my uh my commissions um i have like a, a gallery of um, some of the stuff i posted online up on like my deviantart account which is uh called b cinder but if you if you can't like contact me through like deviantart or twitter or something uh, you can always um, contact me through my email. Uh, that's cmcinderru with two O's at the end at gmail.com. All right. So go ahead and uh, contact Tia for art commissions. Uh, you won't be disappointed. That's where you get all our Cube Command and Tom Antio are from. Uh, and Alex, follow Alex on Twitch. I'm going to put those links in the description for the podcast. All right. So I want to thank Tia, Nathan, Nick, and Alex for joining me on this episode. Be on the lookout for our Animal Crossing review coming soon. I want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time.
Nick, have you ever heard of Blueberry? Blueberry, what's that? Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads. Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a second. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are, you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CUBE command to get your first month of hosting free. Thank you for listening.